You're listening to a conversation recorded during the FETC 2019 conference in Orlando, Florida. Enjoy the program. Hey, welcome back to FETC 2019. It's a beautiful sunny day in Orlando, which is different than the last few days. And and Florida weather can change uh, like the wind. So (laughs) we have the seat filled and we're going to let him introduce himself and tell us who he is and where he's from and all that kind of good stuff. So here we go. Well, my name is Luke Allen. And I'm from Chicago half of the year. Uh, half of the year, I'm down here in Sarasota. Uh-huh. And right now, I'd rather be here than there. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm a retired educator. Yeah. Been retired almost 15 years now. Spent 33 years working with uh, middle school students. And the last 12, 13 years, I was the technology instructor. Okay. Yeah. Taught in a computer lab. And uh, a lot of interesting stories there, but too many to go into. Sure. But one of the things that always gets me at uh, technology conferences yeah. is people set up that false false dichotomy of digital natives and digital oh, immigrants. Yes. See, yeah, yes. we, we agree. Yes. And I tell people, I wasn't a digital native, I wasn't a digital immigrant, I was a digital pioneer. Ah. Because my first computer in the classroom was an Apple II Plus uh-huh. with 48K of memory uh-huh. and uh, you know, graduated from there. My first computer lab at the junior high was 16 Apple IIe computers. And here's an old one for you. They were connected with a Walston network. Oh, wow. Now, I'd be willing to bet 99% of the people listening don't know what a Walston network was. Was that Uh, the big boxes uh, behind the units? No. On a token ring? Uh, Pretty close. Yeah. It basically was a serial file server. Okay. Where you'd put your floppy disk, the old five and a quarter floppies, uh-huh. put it into the into the, the drive, and then it would feed the software one by one to each of the computers on the line. <laughs> now, Walston did improve and got a thing where it would load simultaneously, uh-huh. but he ran into so much trouble with uh, copyrights and software oh, rights sure. and everything. That... Uh, we were just uh, talking before the session here. If you even Google Walston, you don't come up with anything. Wow. I mean, the technology is that old, that obsolete. It's disappeared. It disappeared completely. Wow. So that's uh, one of the fun stories about working with a yeah. Apple IIe lab yeah. <laughs> back in the uh, so, so, 80s so, and 90s. So were you uh, putting uh, uh, Oregon Trail on all the yeah. computers from one yeah. Some of the stuff we were okay with because we yeah. had a site license from NEC. Yeah for uh, all of their software. In fact, we had a site license to even copy the software. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, before that, how many schools literally could have been hauled into courts over copyright infringements? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, We even uh, bucked Apple on using Apple Works, but they caught up with us. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I can't tell you how many times, uh, we're we're, uh, old school as well, I can't tell you how many times that was actually a phrase that we used was, you know, well, what are the chances that the copyright police are going to come knock yeah. on the door? Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> they uh, come and knock on the but door. But when they do, and, and it, you know, yeah. it's one of those examples, right? We actually you know. got a memo that said any copies we had of Apple Works that was not on an official Apple disk, destroy it. Uh-huh. Because they, they found us. Sure. So, wow. of course, it didn't help that the uh, computer instructor before me had a husband who worked in a computer store with Apple. 
Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm pretty sure that's how it got around. That's how it got around. <laughs> yeah. Right, you know. But uh, yeah. no, it was a it was an interesting time. Let me tell you, that was truly the time when many kids knew more than the teachers about the computers and sure. about the apples oh. because a lot of them had Apple computers at home. Yeah. And so they would come in, they'd have the pointers, and they'd work things out. I had one kid working with that Walston network. This here's a, a young man who knew what he was doing. He needed a challenge. And I said, all right, here's what I want you to do. You know the kind of network this is. I want you to set up a closed chat system on this network. Oh. He did it. Wow. Where a student on one computer could write their comments to another computer or to all of them, and the chat would go out. Yeah. And the kid was amazing. He wow. Was, he was way beyond what I was doing at the time. Oh, yeah. And so the challenge uh, to him, he lived up to it. Wow, that's phenomenal. Yeah. So what brings you to FETC? Well, since I retired back in 2004, uh, people had asked me if I was going to be giving up the ed tech since I was no longer teaching it in the classroom. Uh-huh. And I said, of course I'm not going to give it up. I'm having too much fun. Right, <laughs> yes. So in fact, the first FETC conference I presented at was in 2010. Okay. And this is my ninth time here. So I've been fortunate to be selected nine out of the last ten years yeah. to present here at the conference. So I you know, figured that makes me feel pretty good. That yeah. Even that far removed from the classroom, what I'm doing is still appreciated and sought. Yeah, absolutely. And most of my sessions deal with nuts and bolts kind of things. You know, too often we assume that the new young teachers coming into the classrooms know the technology. Right. They don't. No. They know how to use it. But boy, if anything goes wrong with that classroom computer, they're sunk. Yeah, exactly. And so what I aim to do with some of my sessions is to cut down how many times they have to call their tech support people. Now, unfortunately, that runs into some conflict because tech support people can be rather proprietary (laughs) about their equipment. That's exactly right. (laughs) But the the session that really got me rolling, I created a session called Keep It Clean. And it was about routine hard drive maintenance on yeah. Windows PCs. Okay. You know, basically going from the premise that as soon as you turn that computer on for the first time, you've already started to slow it down. Right. And so I would go through the whole routine on disk maintenance, defragging, uh, getting rid of junk files, uh, how to look for malware and, you know, phishing and Trojans and all that good kind of stuff. Yeah. And it caught on. And it has lasted so long. I even presented it last year here at FETC. Yeah. I mean, it's been that popular a session. Yeah. Naturally, in 10 years' time, I've had to revise it and change sure, it. Sure, alter sure. It. And, you know, when I started, the big push was you got to keep your registry clean. Right. Yeah. And now people say, nah, not so much. Right. So it's been a changing landscape yeah. over the last 10 years. Yeah. Well, I, what, I, what I like about those types of workshops is, um, it, yes, stepping on the IT department's toes aside, uh, to me anyway, it's, it's always been my thinking that if you can give the user, whether it's a teacher, administrator, whoever it is, you can give the end user those tips and tools and give them just enough information where they can help do some of that troubleshooting, where they can, you know, instead of clicking print 952 times, when it doesn't print the first time, yeah. stop and go, wait, why isn't this printing? And and help them understand and work through some of that processes. Then really, at the end of the day, it helps IT. Now, 
there is the other side of that where you know you give some people just enough information to be dangerous. <laughs> yeah. But by the same token, it still helps IT because that's job security. So yeah. either way, yeah. IT wins, right? <laughs> well, listen, I would, I would tell the teachers, whatever you do, don't make the IT people your enemy. Right. You want to keep them on your good side because good things happen if they know that you know what you're doing yeah. and you get along with them. I had a case where I had a, when I had a PC lab. My computer needed a little more memory to do the kind of things I wanted it to do with the kids. And uh, the IT guy was in doing some maintenance on the kids' computers. So I just kind of casually mentioned to him, that, yeah, it was really nice if we could bump up the memory on this thing. He opens up his case and goes, well, let me look and see what I have in here. Yeah. So in the space of those five minutes, yeah. I got a two megabyte upgrade in memory. Uh, yep. There you go. Yep. Which, you know, at the, back in the day, back, at in the the, time. back in the 90s, yeah. hey, I was golden. That's yeah, right. Oh, that was, yeah, that was, and, and that's a huge, that was a huge upgrade. Oh, it was yeah. a huge upgrade. My first laptop had 40 meg hard drive. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think my first PC, yeah. I had a 200 megabyte hard drive. Yeah. And I'm thinking, man, how am I ever going to fill this yes. up? That's way right. too big. Yes. Right. And now I'm sitting, my laptop has uh, a half a terabyte yeah. of memory. And uh, I don't think I'm running out of space yet. But, but it's getting close. Mm -hmm. Well, you look at the memory storage yeah. and just how it's evolved over the years. Yeah. You know, you, you started out with your floppies and your, you know, three and a half, five, five and three quarters, whatever. Yeah. And now you're looking at hard drives that are running into the terabyte range. Isn't oh, it amazing? Yeah. And yet they're cheaper. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, in fact, I, I was looking, uh, I'm, I was pricing a new hard drive for my computer. And uh, I, I'm, uh, you know, like I said, you know, I'm kind of old school, so I'm, I'm thinking, okay, maybe, you know, terabyte, like, oh, okay, maybe two terabyte. Well, now, I mean, they got six, eight, ten terabyte drives yeah. that are cheaper than, you know, well, of course, in our, in our, in our day, you know, they're cheaper yeah. than the hundred meg hard drives we have. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, but seriously, you know, for 50 bucks, the amount yeah. of storage you can get is insane. My first hard drive on my Apple IIe uh -huh. was a 10 megabyte was the old Insider, yeah, right? Uh -huh. Paid four hundred dollars for it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And now, you know, you look at the hard drives and the prices; it's it's incredible. Yeah. Then you know, I would tell the kids in class that the price of technology usually comes down. Right. Yeah. The only place where it doesn't come down is cell phones. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly right. I, I well, say all the yeah, the, and the that's the consumer price doesn't uh, come down. The cost yeah. of manufacturing is nothing. You know, <laughs> if, if people really understood how much it costs to make an iPhone and what they're yeah. getting charged, I'm sure there'd be a yeah. revolt. Yeah. I always say that alien spacecraft at Rothbrook's just giving us yeah. more and more stuff all the time. That's what it is, yeah. <laughs> I used to tell the kids in class, they would ask me, how, how can the technology get cheaper when it's getting better? I said, well, here's the thing. Let's say you're making microchips for a computer, and out of the, every hundred chips you make, 50 of them fail and won't work, you can't use them. Now, three years later, You've improved your manufacturing, and now out of those hundred chips that you're making, ninety of them are good to use. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What's your cost per chip? Is it going up or down? Yeah, right. right. And then I say some manufacturers will take that savings and they'll pass it along to the consumer. And it's a competitive market, so the prices go down. Okay, I look at the prices with TVs. Have you seen the latest prices on the? Yeah. The well, ultra 4K TVs. Well, they're, they're less than a thousand dollars now. Oh yeah, I got a 42-inch 4K ultra, you know, high resolution. Top of the line. 
$225. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. My first high-definition TV was a big old chunky projection. Yeah. The LCD. <laughs> I yeah. paid 3000 for it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. It's amazing where we've come to. But, you know, it's amazing what we've been able to do in education because of that. Yeah. You know, uh, Chromebooks are less than $200 a piece. Yeah. And, you know, uh, even even Apple's jumped on board, and their, their prices have dropped. You can get an iPad yeah. for $350 for the classroom mm -hmm. now. You know, we're, we're seeing this ability and there's the next part they last longer yeah they really do yeah. you know we do in the old days this five and a half disc floppy is gonna go out on me pretty soon I better yeah. make another copy <laughs> gotta have two drives gotta copy that sucker over well, I've still got my old Apple 2GS and that 10 megabyte insider drive oh really yeah. they still work yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah I mean stuff still works I've got the last time I fired up the 2GS still gave me the right date <laughs> yeah 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 well, Luke, uh, I, I'm the time Nazi for the show, but uh, okay. <laughs> so tell folks uh, how they can get in touch with you if they want to um, share, be in your PLN, you know, share stories. Well, if they, they want to share, my Twitter handle is Luke1946. Okay. People ask me why I picked the 1946, and I just say, take a guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I have a website, okay. uh, mm -hmm. techluke.com. Okay, cool. And this is where I have some uh, uh, links to different software and websites. One of the uh, sessions that I do is called Websites I Found So You Don't Need To. Oh, that's cool. Oh, that's great. And I've got a bunch of them linked to directly from the site. And then if you're familiar with Scoop It, yeah. uh -huh. I've got about 600 websites bookmarked there. Oh, yeah. wow. So there's a wealth of uh, information that's available there. I'm sure some of those links are probably long dead by now. Hmm. But uh, I, haven't, I haven't reviewed the Scoop It links lately. Yeah. But uh, a lot of information there. If they want to reach me by email, it's tech.luke at gmail. Awesome, great. Hey, thanks for coming on Man, the show. Thank you so much. This is great. Hey, love to do it. You've been listening to a conversation recorded during the FETC 2019 conference in Orlando, Florida. Thanks for listening.